Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the burbs of L.A., this is So I Married a Movie Geek. What's up, movie geeks? Welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek. My name is Justin Winters. I am one of the co-hosts of this podcast. My uh, my co-host, my uh, ride or die, my favorite person in this world is taking the week off this week because this week is Fantasy Movie Draft Week. And it's a big one because we are in the middle of a big 1990s Fantasy Movie Draft tournament. We've been going year by year through the 90s, drafting each year. Um, and this year, 1996, is basically our last round before we get into the semifinals. Uh, we're doing March Madness uh, next month. And uh, at the end, someone's going to uh, be the 90s champ. So uh, tonight we have four brand new drafters to the draft. These are guys uh, that are big fans of all of them, but they've never been on a fantasy movie draft before. So this is huge. Uh, I'm going to go through the draft order and introduce everyone. Uh, up first is the gentleman who chose the draft order tonight after having his name picked out of a hat. He is from my Podfix Network bros at the Netflix and Swill podcast. Caleb, what is going on, man? Hey, it's it's your boy. Um, I'm good. How are you? So, so Caleb, uh, you've never been on a draft, but you we did a what what movies did we talk about with you guys? Uh, we did Flight of the Navigator and <laughs> Donnie Darko, the the infamous Donnie Darko uh, episode. So, man that that was that definitely was an episode of this podcast. <laughs> uh, but uh, welcome back, dude. What what are you uh, drinking this evening? Are you drinking anything? That's the, that's a question um, I often say. So, I'm having a Guinness and I have a Magic Hat Heart of Darkness on deck. Ooh, a Guinness is fancy for you, Caleb. I'm proud of you, Not man. Not really. <laughs> Guinness isn't that fancy. I wouldn't consider Guinness swill, and I've I've listened to you drink some nasty, nasty things, so. Yeah, um, like Old English. <laughs> Not the furniture polish, unfortunately, because then I would I would be given the sweet release of death. Uh, but welcome, dude. I'm, I'm glad to have you tonight. So, uh, second in the order, which Caleb again chose is uh, another guy I'm a fan of who I've uh, never had on, on my show, but I'm excited to have involved in this draft. Uh, it's Spencer from the Old Man Orange podcast. Spencer, sir, how are you doing this evening? Dude, what's going on? I'm glad to be on the show. I love coming on to people's podcasts and talking it up, especially if we're going to talk movies. That's like my favorite thing. Well, that and comics, I guess, and you know, video games. I guess I have a list of things, but... I love talking about anything, especially old stuff. Old stuff's where it's at. Look, I got my N64 cap on. I'm ready for 1996. <laughs> that I'm a big fan of that cap, man. That That's an awesome cap. Um, Spencer, I know you uh, from, uh, I think the first time I actually heard you on a podcast was you talked with our boy Wes over at Via VHS, who's also our Podfix Network bro. But um, what did you guys talk about? You guys were You guys were great together, by the way. We did um we did Air Force One the yes. first time I was on Wes's show, which I when I saw that I went through his big list <laughs> and I started going through him like I want to choose something kind of weird and something like that. But then I saw Air Force One, I'm like, dude, Air Force One is such a good movie. I have to do that. And I know that my buddy on my show, he's not the biggest fan of that movie, so I'm like, nope, we're doing it here. <laughs> and then um we just had Wes on the show literally I think last episode we did of Old Man Orange, and we did the Getaway yeah. the you 1972 guys, uh, one. About- Yes, Steve McQueen. Uh, oh, such a good movie. <laughs> go, everyone, go check out uh, Old Man Orange, but check out that episode as well. That was I, I listened to that one as well. So, big fan of you, sir. Happy to have you tonight. Um, which leads right after you in the third spot tonight is an, another guy who's been on my show before, but he's been here in my house. I've I've hugged him, big man hug in the flesh. Uh, on his ID, it says Alex. We call him Duty. He is from Shaken Not Nerd, all the way down under. Duty, what's going on, dude? 
Hey man, uh, thanks, thanks for thanks for finally having me on one. But uh, yeah, I'm very excited, and uh, I'm gonna lose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that's the spirit right there. That's a winning attitude. <laughs> oh, oh, by the by the way, uh, Spencer, I didn't ask you. Are you drinking something tonight? I am. I have this lovely herbal tea and a nice old Justice League cup here. Very exciting. Very fruity. Dude, no no shame in the herbal tea. Uh, so, uh, Duty, you're, it's what time over there in Australia right now for you? Uh, quarter to four in the afternoon on a Sunday, on a fine Sunday with a, a bit of a, a bit of an overcast coming uh, over the Western <laughs> Front. Um. <laughs> so, Duty's in the future. Uh, we're, we're we're on Saturday night over here. Duty's always already in the future. He already knows who's won this draft, by the way. Like it makes it not very fair because he already knows all the picks. But Duty, uh, what are you are you drinking? I, I have to assume you're drinking if it's Sunday afternoon over there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have uh, a bit of an Australian beer, Crown Lager, in my uh, in my Chewbacca stubby holder. Nice, nice. Um, I'm excited to have Duty here because he is well known for not seeing, uh, a lot of movies that he should have already seen. He he's he's very like Chrissy in that way. And uh, <laughs> I remember when I asked you, I was like, "Have you seen enough movies?" You had to go back and count. So uh, <laughs> I'm excited to have you here, dude. So uh, welcome. And 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 in the last spot tonight is another guy I'm I'm a huge fan of, and I've been wanting to have on my podcast and. I think it's perfect that he's in on this draft. Um, his name is Joe, and he's from a, a amazing podcast called Those Movie Guys. What's going on, Joe? How you doing, sir? What's happening, brother? I'm doing fantastic, and uh, just can't thank you enough for giving me the opportunity to hop on and just uh, hang out. <laughs> I'm I'm very very excited. Joe Joe is even bigger bros with one of my you know a couple of my close bros here in L.A. Uh, I'm talking about Dan and Cody. So uh, absolutely, we have that mutual. Got to, me- got to meet the man himself uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was absolutely <laughs> just phenomenal to see Dan Hill in the flesh. Shout out to Dan. What's up, <laughs> Cody too? But but mo- more Dan. Mostly Dan. <laughs> Mostly Dan. <laughs> they know. Do Dan exactly? Uh, Joe, what what are you drinking tonight, sir? Or are you? Drinking I'm actually tonight? just. Uh, I, I've just got some some high quality H two O in my uh, my Wonder Ooh, Woman cup here. Staying yeah. hydrated, dude. Gotta stay, man. Hydrate, <laughs> hydrate all the time. But um, yeah, man, it's uh, it's coming up on on like midnight, guys. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's coming up on midnight here, so it's, I'm just uh, waters it, I guess. We we've had you. We we've run the gamut of things that people have drank during their draft. So uh, I mean, there's lemonade, uh, swill. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah, we're just glad you're here, dude. And uh, let, so let's get to tonight. So, like I said, it's a it's a big uh, draft because this is the last one before we get into the semifinals of the '90s tournament, 1996. And so, like every single one of these drafts we've done so far, before we get into the movies, we like to take a step back. We we like to fire up those those random Back to the Future sounds and kind of go back to 1996 to set the mood before we you know these gentlemen start making their picks tonight. So, one of the big things that we we talk about is is music so uh do so 1996 guys were you uh big into music how some people we've done drafts where like i was two years old so is, <laughs> i was four <laughs> I, I was 10 so i was aware of it i was big into thomas man big into thomas the tank engine <laughs> uh, so um so uh, music back in 1996 so th- these were the top five on the billboard charts that year, just to get everybody in the mindset of 1996. At, at number five, we had Chrissy's fave, Mariah Carey, with Always Be My Baby. We had Tony Rich Project <laughs> in the fourth spot with Nobody Knows. Does anyone remember that one? Uh, I have no idea. No, Nobody knows. I got Nobody nothing. Knows. <laughs> because, you, because, <laughs> because You Love Me, Celine Dion is number three. Uh, Mariah Carey comes back, but this time with Boys to Men in the two spot with One Sweet Day. And continuing the theme of every night year we've been to, there's been a really terrible number one <laughs> single that year on the charts. So 1996, it was from Los Del Rio 
the Macarena guys. Can you believe that was the number one, the number one song of nineteen? That song goes for like six minutes too. That's the part that I can't believe. Oh, horrible! <laughs> what a it's, what a tremendous! Like it was, it was simple enough. It was simple enough for white people to dance to, and so it just blew up. Every wedding, yeah. a, any kind of huge social gathering, it was easy enough for everybody to do. Man, you couldn't go wrong with it. Oh, I feel man. like if John Lennon had been alive in '96, he would have killed himself. <laughs> it was embarrassing. That was embarrassing to look back. Uh, so what else? So what else happened in 1996? So uh, in 1996, the very first flip mobile phone was introduced. Um, that was also the year that John Benet Ramsey, that whole th- scandal started with the discovery of her, uh, of course, in her family home to get really dark and deep. Uh, Daily Show started with Craig Kilborn, Third Rock from the Sun, Fox News, Nintendo. I love Third Rock from N- the Sun. It's a great show. Nintendo 64, yep. shout out to Spencer's hat. Yeah. Uh, boop, boop. Hotmail, and then the first, uh, a Game of Thrones novel from George R.R. R. Martin was released in 1996. Um, and then, uh, the, the, let's see, the Dallas Cowboys beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 27 17 in Super Bowl 30. And Tupac, regrettably, was shot multiple times in a drive by shooting, died six days later. Pour one out for Tupac, guys. Um, but that was the year of 1996. But we're here to talk movies, guys. So, uh, in general, before we start picking, well, what do you guys see, uh, the year of 1996 in film overall without saying any names of titles or, or ruining that. Well, I definitely will say that when I was looking through the whole list of it, I'm like, 1996 was the year of a lot of good comedies. Yes. Well, there's a lot of good shit in general. Like, I I had a hard time picking what I wanted to be, like, my top seeds. I will say that it was not a huge year for horror like there, there was. There's a few here and there, but it just was. Well, that's my genre of choice. And uh, although it's a great list, there's some solid flicks from '96. It just wasn't um, wasn't a real big year for the horror genre. Well, okay. even the '90s in general isn't like the biggest horror. <laughs> that's section. true. Kind of like that's horror true. slowed down the '90s. Not saying that there's not like some real good flicks from that time period. It's just one of those ones where it's just like that wasn't the main selling. I think because everybody got kind of burnt out from the '80s, and that's the reason why you didn't see them nearly as often. I, 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 of course, I'm not drafting tonight. So, but I made a list for myself just to k- kind of keep up with you guys. But I think it's a a deep list. I don't think there's a lot a lot of like you know masterpiece or amazing movies at the top. But there's a lot of really good to like okay movies at least on my list in this year. So I am uh, really excited to see what you guys got. Like I said, everybody remember, fantasy movie draft is about you know getting the votes in the end. So you won't. Uh, there's five rounds. You get five movies. You want a team that kind of can appeal to anybody or, you know, whatever you want to do. It's, it's, it's cutthroat guys. So let's get to it right to it again tonight. What we're drafting is the 1996 fantasy movie draft. No! Hey, what's this lying around shit? What is wrong with you? What's wrong with all of you? You guys stink. Sometimes you got to say what the fuck. Move. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. I want you to play dirty if you have to, but don't get caught. Go for the ribs. Oh, don't let that bastard breathe. Concentrate, focus, power. Remember, balance. Make cool fight. Keep your heads up. Play proud. Game over. Caleb, you you uh, did the draft order. You chose yourself to go first. It is round one, 1996 movies. You got the first pick of the entire draft. No pressure. What are you going to go with, man? I got to do it for my co-host, Dan. I'm picking Roland Emmerich's Independence Day. Yeah, boy. Whoa. Okay, number one. Why number one? Is It can't be just your your boy, Dan. It, is well, it's, it's a lot of it because of my boy, Dan, because I think he originally was supposed to be on this draft, but he got moved to um, the other one where Ashley beat him narrowly and he's still pissed about it. But um, So this was going to be his pick. This is his f- favorite movie of all time, but um, 
I love it because it has some of the best miniature work and like practical puppet effects, I think, of any movie. And uh, it has an awesome speech by Bill Pullman. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Yeah, President Bill Pullman. <laughs> it's it's amazing that that's like it's like the White House getting blown up in that speech. It it, it kind of it's it's come to that. So what what do you guys think about the the pick though? Do you think this is uh, an obvious pick? Uh, is it too high? What do you guys think? Come on, I, I think it's a pretty obvious Crickets. pick. Crickets, yeah. yeah this, it's, I, feel I think like it's pretty. It, it's the one. It, it's honestly the uh, <laughs> the only one that I did not write on my entire list because I knew yeah, I just it, it was just seemed too on the nose. It was just too right there for me. And uh, but but it's a good pick. You know, it is. It's a good pick. But we have to remind people of the terrible, terrible sequel. When you think about no, it, we don't. Hey, I like that sequel. I'm just going to say it. But then again, I'm like the optimistic movie critic. It had Jeff Goldblum as a main character. I, I was already sold by that part. That's fair. I'll, I'll take me some Goldblum. But it is a great movie. You, you can't be mad about Independence Day. Um, it's, it's still, you know, it holds up. It has all those great, like you said, the speeches, the fights, Will Smith being good Will Smith. Uh, you really can do no wrong with that one. All right. No, yeah, Independence Day is a it, it is like the 1996 movie. I mean, come on, like everybody knows where they almost were when like Independence Day came out. It, it was that big of a deal at that time period. And you can go back if you pull out the Blu-ray copy of the extended cut and everything and watch it again. It holds up just as well. Like nothing really goes away. And I think it's due to having so many of those good miniature effects and only using CG like to like. Just a little bit. So it was like little added bonuses. It's like, here's some CG, but the movie wasn't just filled with it. They still were doing practical effects. Um, it's also on, is it TBS? or it's, it's either TBS or TNT all the time. It's one of those movies. It's like Independence Day. You can always find it. Shawshank Redemption, it's always on the other channel. Um, so it's, it, it never leaves. So Independence Day, <laughs> first pick off the board. Caleb got it, which means Spencer... You're in the two spot. What is going to be your round one pick? Well, my round one pick here is what I consider another ginormous movie of the old 1996. And not only was it a big movie just like for a lot of people, but for me myself, it came out like on my birthday of November 15th, 1996. And I was like, we had the biggest like party. We're like, we're going to go get pizza and we're going to go to the movie theaters and we're going to go see Space Jam. Everybody get up. It's time to slam now. We got a real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Space Jam. Here's your chance. Do your dance at the Space Jam. All right. All right. <laughs> Damn. That's, yeah. that's fucking brave. That was my round five pick. <laughs> Space oh, I'm Jam. I'm going right off the bat because, dude, yeah. think about it. Michael Jordan, Res- respect Bugs Bunny. just gone through the roof for you, man. Fucking awesome. <laughs> what a brave man. This is man. the movie that uh, on our podcast, we always make the joke. It's like, could you just imagine like an old man kind of just like shuffling in like to the movie theater in 1996 being like, oh, let's see here. Uh, space, <laughs> uh, maybe it's a basketball movie. I guess I'll go see it. And then he kind of goes in there and he sits down. He has no idea what it's about. Never saw a trailer. Never saw anything like this. He just kind of saw maybe like a slight title, not even like a picture or anything like that. And as those intro credits are going by, he's like, oh, Michael Jordan. Oh, that's pretty cool. And then all of a sudden <laughs> Bugs Bunny flashes up and he goes. Did I just say Bugs Bunny? Maybe that's just one of those, like, you know, those guys have hip names nowadays. That's probably what it is. And then not realizing that it's this movie that's about, like, Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan coming together in a movie. I just know that always makes me laugh. I I, I don't. I'm going to go out, guys, and say I don't get the Space Jam thing. Maybe I was too. Well, I, I don't know. I, I never got the Space Jam thing. Was everybody in love with Space Jam? Is this. Uh, I have yeah, Space man. Jam on Blu ray. For real? Great soundtrack, great PlayStation One video game. <laughs> oh, yeah, Kelly, I believe go. I can fly. I I prefer NBA Jam myself. Uh, Ooh, but always a good he's one. He's on fire. So, um, boom shakalaka. I don't know. It, it, I it, it's lower on my list. Um, I'm surprised it's a round one pick. We'll see how it goes for Spencer. So, uh, but I respect it, man. There you go, off the board Space Jam, which means duty. What do you got for your round one pick, man? Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give you out a, a big drawn out uh, sort of sentence. But uh, my number one pick is The Rock with uh, yes. Yes. and Nick Cage. You sure you're ready for this? I'll do my best. 
your best. Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Okay. Nice. That's a great movie. Uh, when Michael Bay was Michael Bay. <laughs> when Michael Bay was good. Uh, <laughs> right. What a time it was. The year was 1996. <laughs> the last time Michael Bay was good. So so why, why is... I don't know. Pain and Gain. The, the, <laughs> pain and Gain's good. Duty, why, yeah, why is... Trans- Transformers 5. I don't know. Why The Rock with your first pick, Duty? Uh, I'm a I'm a very very big uh, James Bond fan, and um, and my co-host told me like you need to watch The Rock because you'll love it if you love James Bond. And I watched it, and it's essentially yeah a, a homage to James Bond and a big fan theory that Sean Connery is James Bond. Uh, and then watching it, you've got Michael Bean, and then you've got Doctor Cox from Scrubs, and I'm like, this is fucking great. So yeah. <laughs> Don't forget about I'm Cage, man. man. Cage, my I boy. Cage. That was Michael Bean. He was really good in that movie. <laughs> Michael Bean. Uh, yeah, great pick, Diddy. That that would have been uh, high up in the list for me. Uh, which means Joe, you got the last pick in round one. What are you going with first, man? So I am going for my first first pick with the uh, the Cohen brothers, and I'm going with Fargo. <laughs> Uh, I think for a lot of people, this is, uh, you know, you had stuff like Blood Simple and that before it, but for a lot of people, this is the real big world introduction to the Coens. And honestly, I've seen it more times than I can count. I I really can't find anything wrong with the movie. I feel, yes, the, the being from the Midwest, the, uh, the dialect is a little bit exaggerated. Uh, their accents are a little bit heavy, but you got performances across the board. You got comedy, you got Francis McDermott being just you know, she's she's up again this year because she's phenomenal. Everything about this movie is great from start to finish. And that score is still one of the most haunting scores of all time. When they first open up, oh, it's just beautiful. So uh, I couldn't I couldn't choose anything else. It's got to be Fargo. What does everybody think? I think that's a strong choice. When, when I saw that on there, I'm like, yeah, I, I know somebody's going to grab that. It's not going to be me, even though I like that movie a lot. I'm like, but I know somebody's going to get that one. Mm. It's it's my favorite Coen Brothers movie, so uh, yeah, good, great, great pick, Joe. Um, put my hand up and say I've never seen it. So sorry. Oh, God damn it, dude! <laughs> you're killing me! You're killing me! No, this is duty. Oh, duty. I'm, I'm with you. I've never seen it either. What? what? Well, 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 look, man, look, it can it can go on the list to be watched. There's there's beautiful. There's nothing wrong with not seeing. It. Yeah, dude. If you've seen it and then you dislike it, it's a more of a it's a more of an insult. Please, please, <laughs> please watch Fargo like as soon as possible and report back to me. It's like it, it's one of my like all time favorites. I did a. Uh, like a ten-page paper in college, just about that movie. It's amazing. So, uh, but is it so? But good. is it better than Hot Fuzz, Justin? That's the main question. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there's a tough question right there. I, I, I'm going Hot Fuzz myself. I but. think Edgar, Edgar Wright would would say Fargo. He's a huge Coen Brothers uh, fan as well. Raising Arizona is like his favorite movie of all time. So, uh, amazing pick, Joe. Uh, but it is time for round two now, and since we're doing a serpent. Team manner of drafting. You get the last pick in round one, but you also get the first pick in round two. So, what is your next pick? Beautiful. And uh, as I mentioned uh, when we started, horror is my genre. And in 1996, Wes Craven gave us yep. Scream, oh, originally oh, titled yeah. Scary Movie. Nice. Um, Scream. It really did redefine the genre as we know it. We never had a film that really looked at the the tropes of the horror movies. You know, you mentioned the 80s. We had eight Friday the 13th between 80 and 90. Everybody was so used to everything that was going on. Wes Craven takes it, uh, turns it on its head. First time we see um, a really a star get killed in the first couple minutes of a movie. Nev Campbell just knocks it out of the park uh, throughout Everything about it, it set up the franchise, whether you like the franchise as a whole or not. Um, that twist in that movie, everybody was talking about until 2006. I mean, it changed the way we watch horror movies, and it really is just, it was masterfully executed. You can't be mad about it. Gave us the ghost face mask, I think one of the most iconic uh, horror images today. And really, it's a ton of fun. It's a great popcorn movie. Even if you're not a diehard horror fan, I think you can still sit down and enjoy Scream from start to finish. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. For instance, number one, you can never have sex. Big no-no! Big no-no! I'm a dead man. Sex equals death. 
Okay? Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. No, the sin factor. It's a sin, it's an extension of number one. And number three, never, ever, ever, under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. I'm getting another beer, you want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back! Oh! You see, you push the laws and you end up dead. Okay, I'll see you in the kitchen with a knife. Plus it's got Man. David Arquette in that role. And that <laughs> David Arquette role is just fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's lovable. Dewey, man, Dewey. Dewey, the lovable Dewey. Dewey. Um, Yes. You know what's great? I had forgotten about Scream until I looked back is Scream came out in December. And so I was like, I was like thinking back and I was like, that's probably why I saw it so many times is because it came out in December. Then we were off for like school. I was in high school and I just, I remember going to see it like three or four times because it's obviously so good. Amazing. At the top of my mock draft list in front of me. Joe, amazing pick with Scream. So, uh, Duty, we've come back around to you. You pick The Rock with your first pick. What is your round two pick? Uh, I was really shattered because I was going to use either Scream or Space Jam, but seeing as the best, <laughs> uh, the best sports <laughs> film's already been taken, I'm going to go with the second best and go with Happy Gilmore. Ooh, Ooh, very nice. No, that's on my list. Guess that's on mine as well. Uh, so we just did a, a sports movies draft, and I picked Happy Gilmore in, in that draft. So I'm a big fan. Duty, uh, why did you pick it uh, with your second pick? Uh, I believe this was like the first film that I'd seen Adam Sandler in. And, um, um, you know, you started off great and then slowly, slowly and got worse. So I'm sticking with my fondest memory of Adam Sandler. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and yeah, uh, it's a really good movie. I can put it on just in the middle of the day and I'll sit and watch it. Uh, it, we always talk, it's been drafted a few times. Eminently quotable, the Happy Gilmore is. That's one of those movies. So many great scenes, so many great quotes. Duty, what's your favorite quote? Go. Uh, why won't you just go in your home when he's talking to the ball, trying to get it to go back in? Um, that's a good one. Yeah, it 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 just made a boring sport fun. Ah, uh, R.I.P. Adam Sandler. What happened? Man? So, uh, <laughs> no, you know what? I, I'll say this in defense of Adam Sandler. That Sandy or Sandy Wexler movie is actually really good. I don't know if you've checked if, that. One if out, he but... didn't do the fucking buffoon accent, it would have been a good movie. Uh, but he talks I, like I, a I fucking like the idiot the whole time. Reminds me of Billy Madison. Was that a Netflix? Well, one, I'm going to uh, make this Caleb? movie, Shandy Wexler, and we've got a good script, and I'm going to talk like this. Yeah, it was the one before, uh, before this most recent one. Oh, before, was, like the one, it's it like a kind of like a dark Woody Allen movie. I just, I, I just kind of gave up, and I just didn't want my heart to be broken uh, anymore because I loved him at the beginning, and just like I just don't know, I can't do it anymore. So maybe I'll check. I also I'll che- discovered I'll, I'll if you watch This Is My Boy, that's another good one too. Ah, uh, that's my boy. That's my boy. Or that's my boy. That's okay. it. Not this is my boy. That sounds too proper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. So uh, great, great pick, duty. You got two of my faves already, which means Spencer. Uh, you pick Space Jam in round one. What are you going with with your second pick? Well, in my second pick here, I'm going to go with something that is kind of a slight bit of a horror, kind of horror history, uh, period piece movie from 1996. That I know it's it's one of those movies, it's a little bit more of a hidden gem flick, but to me, like when I saw it in 1996, it's always stuck with me since. It's one of those flicks you could always throw on. It's totally badass, and there's not a whole lot of movies out there that are like it, and that's Ghost in the Darkness with Val Kilmer and Michael Douglas. Whoa. Great movie. Deep cut. That is such a strong movie, and it's just like hunting down lions. I mean, like, come on, like, how cool of a concept is that for a film? It's like you can be sold by a tagline for this movie. I'll add well, it to the list with. Well, I've already. Ro- I've. You don't have to put up the vote because I've already won this one. <laughs> <laughs> I. I. You know, I love Ghost in the Darkness. I don't know. It's. I think it's one of those movies where. Um, I. I don't think pe- enough people saw it for some reason. Uh, mm-hmm. it's got Val Kilmer in it, right? That's the one with Val Kilmer too. Val Kilmer and yeah. Michael Douglas. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, it scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. Terrified. Oh, so me. scary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it really was that fear of the dark, like that that primal fear of what is in the shadows, what can't you see? And um, yeah, real great performances from both of them. If you haven't seen it, give it a go. That's a yeah. A I great should time. I should check that out. I fucking love Michael Douglas. Oh, it's a good oh, one. Dude. 
Yeah, it's one of the top ones there too. And it's like I knew I knew it being a movie that was like I know a lot of people haven't seen it. I know it's kind of a lost gem. But I'm like when I saw that as a 1996 movie, I'm like I gotta say it just because that movie's so good. So I, it's like one of those ones I yes. feel for anybody who knows it, they'll be like, yes, there we go. There's a <laughs> flick right there. Uh, I just I just saw Black Panther today, and before that they had the trailer for uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, and uh, and I saw every time I see that trailer, I'm just like. It, it it warms my heart that Michael Douglas is is in the Marvel universe. I'm just like, oh, Michael Douglas, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, Ghost in the it Dark. It warms my heart that he's still alive. Right. Exactly. He's, <laughs> right. He's it it warms my heart that he's not a, a sexual offender. Right. He's not a predator. Dude, whoa. <laughs> Dude, both, so both Michael Douglas and Val Kilmer had that, like, uh, like next stuff going on. That's really weird. They're in this movie together. Oh, that is true. Oh, it might be yeah. cursed, Spencer. Oh no. Oh no. It probably is, but <laughs> uh, you know, a good curse now and then's a never a problem. <laughs> oh, um, but great movie. If you haven't seen it, check out Ghost in the Darkness, which means Caleb. We've already snaked all the way back around to you. You had the first pick of the entire draft with ID four Independence Day. What is your round two pick? Man, I'm so glad that this is still on the board because it's, in my estimation, one of the best movies ever made. And it won the Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay that year. It's Sling Blade. Whoa. On my list. Never heard of it. Yes. Whoa. All right. Explain explain Sling. Yeah, you got a Sling Blade impression, Caleb? You are not have done that to my little brother. (laughs) You would have had fun sometime. (laughs) <laughs> oh. get the french fried potatoes you know what i i reckon i'll have me one of the biggins <laughs> i i uh i i love sling blade but i never hear anyone ever talk about sling blade ever it's like one of the i was looking at the list and i'm like i haven't heard anyone talk about sling blade uh at all ever and it's usually if it happens it's like a, a really random uh sling blade uh sling blade impression uh, so uh, well, good good news. I'm bringing it back. The, the, what a what a fucking tremendous movie. I, I maybe it's just me. I quote this movie constantly. Like I'll just walk around work like holding a hammer, and they're like, "What are you doing with that?" And I'll just be like, "I don't rightly know. I just kind of woke up holding it." You're such a weirdo, dude. <laughs> That's true. Well, I, I feel Sling Blade's one of those movies. Like when you when somebody finally sees it, because like it doesn't really like sill very well it's just like you see and go what the what is this kind of movie but if you finally see it it like sticks your mind like oh my god there's this thing's hilarious and it's one of those movies too where somebody probably watches and goes what's funny about that movie and they're like (laughs) what do you mean what's funny about it the whole thing's a comedy pretty much (laughs) dwight dwight yokum uh in his prime uh (laughs) did you ever see the uh the original short film with molly ringwald yes yeah that's really cool too um so I love that you have Independence Day and Sling Blade. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> those were the first feature. two movies that I wanted. That's amazing double feature, guys. <laughs> Seek them out, watch them together. Um, it's time for round three, guys. Uh, Caleb, you get another pick at the top of round three. What are you going with, man? Man, I'm getting the exact three movies that I wanted for my t- first three. I'm going with The Birdcage. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, okay. I fucking love this movie. Al, you old son of a bitch. How you doing? How do you feel about that call today? I mean, the Dolphins. Fourth and three play on their 30-yard line with only 34 seconds to go. How do you think I feel? Betrayed? Bewildered? Wrong response? I'm not sure. Take it from the top. It's very exciting. Yeah, it is, fella. Oh, right on, amigo. Damn straight. Damn straight. Fucking A. Fucking A, right. Nathan Lane, man. Nathan Lane at his best. Yeah. I, I probably haven't seen that movie since 1996. A very underrated Robin Williams performance in my eyes in The Birdcage. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people talk about that one, but he's great in that. I mean, everyone I mean, everyone in that movie is great. Gene They're Hackman. They're all great, yeah. We, Hank Azaria. Uh, where is Gene Hackman? He was great in that. Uh, Diane Weist, of course. Um... Great, great pick, Caleb. Off the board, birdcage. Uh, which means, Spencer, you got your round three pick. What are you going with, man? Okay, I got to switch this up here because my round three, I was going with uh, good old Happy Gilmore, like probably many were. <laughs> Sorry, so man. I'm going to switch it, and I'm going to go, gosh, well, I guess I'm going back. I want to make it kind of more well-rounded, but I see this movie still on the list, and it hasn't been said yet. 
But I'm going to go with uh, another horror movie that has comedy in it, that has action in it, and is even uh, similar to that getaway that I talked about in the very beginning. And that's uh, Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino's From Dust Till Dawn. Hot air hangs like a dead man From a white oak tree People sitting on porches Thinking how things used to be Dark night It's a dark night Nice. nice. Yes. That is, a, that is a steal in round three in my eyes. Yeah, Plus, any a, movie that you have Quentin Tarantino and George Clooney and their brothers, that to me just always puts the biggest smile on my face. You got kind of the most goofiest looking guy and then like, you know, the one that every woman wanted at that time period. Boom. They're brothers. <laughs> and one of the greatest the Michael Parks performances of all time. Michael oh, Parks so at his absolute finest. That opening sequence is uh, some of the greatest stuff ever captured to film. Salma Hayek, of course. Of course. Wow. wow. Wow, Chief uh, Miranda, Matt. Lewis. Every everybody, yeah. That's another. It. it, it I like the, my my favorite George Clooney movies that are his first couple movies. So <laughs> it's crazy. He, he was really dialed in there. This plus one is, that intro to that movie that has like one of the most perfect intros to like almost any film. You know, mm-hmm. like you were just set. Like when you see those first ten minutes, you're like, I'm in. Oh, and, and who, then just to learn that where it goes next, it's like, oh, especially if you never saw a trailer for that movie and you just watch it from start to finish, not knowing like what it was going to turn into, that had to been really cool too. Well, we've we this has been drafted before, and we talked about this. I remember seeing it in the theater, and the trailer, the one that I saw, I don't remember having anything about the second half of that movie. It was just like a you know a crime caper with Quentin Tarantino and George Clooney which at the time I was like what the fuck is this and then you get in there and it's even more what the fuck you're like oh my god so uh maybe it's colored by that was my my first time watching the movie but i it's 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 a great movie and it's a, like i said a steal it round 3 great pick spencer which means duty you got your round 3 pick what are you going with man Oh, it's a, it's a bit of a difficult one, but I'm, uh, I was going to go with From Dust or Dawn and, and good pick, good pick, Spence. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, a movie that spawned a franchise and Mission Impossible. Ooh. There we go. Very nice. Uh, yeah, it's really, really good. We've got the new one coming out this year. We did have, you know, the shittest one filmed in Australia, so represent. But uh, the first one's fucking awesome, and it's got that iconic scene of him jumping through the, the vent in the, the laser room, and then Sean Connery in later years tried to replicate that. Well, there's so much iconic stuff with that Mission Impossible movie that, like, whenever I go back and watch it, you just forget of, like, all these scenes that, like, they use forever. Like, you would watch, like, a DVD ad, and then you would always see those scenes, like, you know, where Tom Cruise slaps the gum on the on the window there and it breaks all the aquariums and it just comes running out with the big old flood coming like there's so much big stuff the helicopter coming at tom cruise's throat and he's on top of the train there's like that movie is like big scene after big scene you know and it's and i'll say this strange enough it's actually it's not my favorite of the mission impossible movies though i still like it a lot and as a kid though i mean it was just to me it was like oh it's more 007 i'm down yeah uh, it, it's like a masterpiece compared to two, and and it's got my boy Emilio in it. So <laughs> with, with one of the best death scenes of any <laughs> of any movie of all time. So uh, I think it's a great pick uh, in round three, uh, duty. So good one, which means Joe, you've got the last yes. pick. In, you've got the last pick in round three, Joe. What are you going with, man? So my last pick for round three, a movie that is still very near and dear to my heart, um, uh, and that is Mars Attacks. Yeah, uh, Tim. Nice. <laughs> Tim. Tim Burton. I think um, at his best, and uh, Nicholson. Seeing Nicholson play all these different characters, but really at the heart of this movie, they gave these aliens with very little to no dialogue just so much personality, and it captured the essence of the monster films of the 1950s while kind of putting it, wrapping it up in a new package, and um, really reintroducing it in a way and making it fun, and uh, and you really have that. That Burton vision and that Burton esque, I guess, for lack of a better term, all over this thing, and it's just a it's a roller coaster ride. 
You just get on to have fun. You're not doing anything else. You don't need to sit and think too deeply about it. You get on this thing. You have a blast. When they let the doves go and the aliens just start murdering things, that's what I, that's what I want in a Tim Burton and an alien movie. So I would argue this was the best alien movie from 96. It wasn't Independence Day. It was Mars Attacks, man. Ooh, All day long, I'll take that. I'll second that. Yeah, I'll <laughs> definitely second that. Caleb, this, these are fighting words. What do you say to that, man? <laughs> um... Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> there we go. We have a fight there. You know what? You know what? If you watch Mars, if you watch Mars Attacks in uh, 1996, I think it's a it's a different experience watching it now today because after like the year or whatever two years we've had, you watch it and you're like, this is plausible. Like this doesn't seem that crazy. Right. <laughs> you <know? laughs> like, I welcome something like this to break up what we got going on. So. Uh, uh, a very underrated uh, Tim Burton movie, Mars Attacks. So, uh, great pick, Joe. It's time for round four. You get another pick. What's your next one, man? So, for my next one, um, I'm going to try and mix up mix up the board a little bit with a comedy. Uh, I think this comedy, it still stands up, but really, in 96, it was exactly what we needed. And that's, don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. Uh, yeah. it, it, it captures it captures everything about the gangsters movies, you know, coming up late 80s into the early 90s, uh, Menace to Society, Boys in the Hood. Uh, and it was just it was so quotable at the time. I don't know if it really stands the test of time, but I think it's just a beautiful satirical piece and um, just slapstick across the board. You really can't go wrong. So many great jokes. It was the Waynes in their prime. So that is my that is my pick. That is a great one right there. I'm glad somebody put that on there because I looked at that and that was the only thing I thought too. I'm like, this is a movie that probably doesn't make sense if you were like, don't watch like, as I said, Boys in the Hood, Menace to Society, you know, Juice, all those great like urban gangster flicks and, you know, urban life ones. Like if you don't watch that, this movie's kind of probably a little bit confusing, but that film, I just remember stumbling across, like I didn't even know what it was. I found it a little bit later in life and I was like, I just looked at the cover and I'm like, this has got to be awesome. I don't know what this is, but it looks so cool. Those bunny slippers on the cover, man. Just the the bunny slippers. They do it. Duty, duty. Have totally. you seen? Have you seen? Don't be a menace, duty. No, it's added to the list with. Uh, so uh, I, I I worked in a video store in 1996, and Don't Be a Menace was one of those uh, movies VHSs that was always out. Like it was always out. Like people would call and want to reserve Don't Be a Menace. It was so popular. So, uh, duty. Let's record a special episode where you and I watch Fargo and Don't Be a Menace together and <laughs> talk to about our first time viewings for both. I would I would totally listen to that, guys. That's a great idea. So, 100%. Uh, big old 100% double feature. I would listen to that episode. <laughs> yeah. that, that's the great thing about Drast. The, these movies that no one's seen come come up and, you know, they see these amazing movies. There's, there's a lot of good ones in 96, guys. And Don't Be a Menace is one of them. Joe, great pick. Duty, we're back to you with round four. What's your next I- pick? Uh, I don't know if uh, this isn't going to be a film that, you know, everyone loves, but I, I love it. I still love it. I loved it as a kid. Uh, and that is Peter Jackson's The Frighteners with Michael J. Fox. Yes. yes. Yeah. I loved that film as a kid and I still love it now. Great movie. Where did he film? Yeah, the, really- where, did, where did he film The Frighteners, duty? Uh, New Zealand, I believe. Yeah. That's another one that, uh, I don't know. Why did it fly? I, I kind of, it flew under the radar here. Um, I don't know. You guys had, you guys had Fargo and stuff and we had our neighbors making uh, movies (laughs) with Marty McFly. So (laughs) yeah, of course Uh, it's going to pop up straight away here for us. Well, I also think too, once again, it comes back to the nineties, just not being the most popular time for horror movies. So I think some of these horror flicks that, um, they just, they just weren't a big thing. It's not like they disappeared. You know, obviously if you're into horror, you know about them, but I just think, you know, scream was the one that you could kind of sell to like almost everybody where some of these other horror ones were like, you know, it was more just for the straight up horror fans, which yeah. Had just died down to being more of a niche audience by this point. And, and uh, yeah. I don't think they leaned in, in, in the marketing for The Frighteners when it was coming out. I don't think they leaned that much into the horror. It was more like Michael J. Fox, you know, and it was like right. more of like a uh, like funny uh, Beetlejuice type thing going on. But um, I love I love The Frighteners. I think it's a great pick. Dude. I'm with you. I'm with you. And I, well, and up until that point, to be fair, a lot of Peter Jackson's horror was extreme gore, yeah. bad you know, taste, just bl- right? Bad taste. 
<laughs> so you couldn't really market like, hey, this great horror director, and now we got Michael J. Fox. When you got stuff like Dead Alive, that's just you know nightmare Amazing. fuel all over the place. It's a phenomenal yeah. movie. <laughs> um, but he wasn't Peter Jackson as we know him today, and I think it's important to let people know that this wasn't you know Lord of the Rings Peter Jackson. This was. Uh, bad taste, Peter Jackson, trying to make a name for himself. But still, it's it's a great movie. If you haven't seen The Frighteners, definitely check yeah. it out. D. D Wallace Stone, uh, Jake Busey at his Jake Busey isk. Yes, yeah. So uh, yeah, check it out, guys. Frighteners, uh, Spencer. We got you in round four. What are you going with, man? Okay, with my round four, I'm going to pick, because we haven't done an animated movie here yet, so I feel it's time that we break the mold from live action and show a good old animation here. And sort of similar to kind of like, I guess you could almost even say Mars Attacks and Don't uh, Be a Menace. It's one of these movies that maybe it's a bigger deal when it came out in 1996, but I still think of it as just like almost like the pinnacle of an entire series put together. Like this one movie is almost like, the best representation of it. You don't have to even see the series to watch the movie. You could really come in and just be your gateway to Beavis and Butthead to America. Oh, God. Nice. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. I was like, what is he talking this about? This is not the animated film that I was hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> what, well, you expect me to go with one of those Disney ones? Because that wasn't what I was going with. I want a Mike Judge classic here. Oh. I like it. So uh, um, explain. Yeah, so some people might have might have missed Beavis and Butthead do America. <laughs> what 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 drew you to that with your fourth pick? Well, for me, it's just one of those ones. I look at it. One, I want something a little bit more diverse. I mean, as a '90s kid, Beavis and Butthead was like one of the biggest things. Like you had to watch Beavis and Butthead. You know, play the video games, anything Beavis and Butthead. It was that kind of thing. And I will say, like, you can go back and watch the show, and sometimes it can be almost a little bit kind of like. Well, that seems like a little bit of a brain drain there, you know, in certain episodes and so on. But it's almost funny in that sense. But I think the movie, though, captures Beavis and Butthead really well with both of being kind of like silly, stupid comedy, but still having something going on. I mean, they're going on this road trip. Then next thing you know, they're wanted by like the CIA and everything like that. And they're thinking the mass terrorists and so on. And really, they just like happen just to trip, fall and go through it looking for a new TV. And that's how this story <laughs> goes. And it leads them to meeting characters like Bruce Willis is in it. And um, oh, what's the... God, what's the lady's name? Um, there's a lot of cam- cameos. There's, there's a lot of people in it. Yeah. I mean, it's got the um, the unsolved mysteries guys in there and everything <laughs> like that. To me, oh. I just even like I just love that Mike Judge style of animation. I think that always has looked really cool. You get the cool Rob Zombie scene or the I guess white zombie, mm. and you know it's got the very kind of trippy looking animation in that. But it's just it's you know that's what sets up King of the Hill and everything like that coming up right next and there. But Beavis and Butthead do America. I feel like. You could watch that, and that would give you like the a complete Beavis and Butthead experience in one movie. You know, this could be a really positive experience for you guys. There's a wonderful and exciting world out there when we discover that we don't need TV to entertain us. <laughs> he said, "Ain't <laughs> Great soundtrack as well. Spencer, great pick. Caleb. Oh, some of the best soundtrack too. He has yeah. some of the best ACDC songs. Yeah, a good Ozzy song on there. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. That's a good one. Uh, Caleb, you got your 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 fourth round pick. Uh, you have an interesting uh, eclectic list so far. What are you going with, man? Man, I'm getting my top four seeds in order as my first four picks. Whoa, um, nice. I'm going with Bill Paxton in Twister. Whoa, yeah, nice. That is a huge 1996 movie. Uh, why Twister, Caleb? Just because. I don't. I haven't seen it in a long ass time, but um, R.I.P. Bill Paxton wanted to represent him, and uh, what I do remember of it, I think is really cool. Just like the that whole opening scene where like the dude gets sucked out, they're in like the storm cellar and shit, and like uh, that shit's crazy. And like before this, there wasn't really like uh, a huge disaster spectacle like this, you know? A, a great in the theater experience type movie. I remember. Uh, the sound design was amazing. I remember yeah, being really just is. blown away by the sound design in uh, Twister. Uh, amazing! Yeah, I, I love Twister. Philip Seymour Hoffman in that movie. Yep. Helen so Hunt good. was great as well. So uh, there you go, Twister off the board. Uh, which means, guys, we're already here. It's round five, uh, commonly known as the wild card round. This is where people sometimes stretch with their picks. It's your last pick of the draft. 
You want to end strong with your team. Uh, Caleb, this is your last pick. Where are you going with, man? Oh, man. There's a lot of ways that I could go with this. But I don't know. My my heart's telling me that I have to go with Tin Cup. Ooh. I like that choice. Uh, explain Tin Cup if no one's uh, seen it before, Caleb. Well, yes, it's, if uh, no one has seen it. <laughs> it's the other... Golf movie that came out in '96. It, you got a uh, Kevin Costner when he was relevant and had hair. Uh, you have Renee Russo at the height of her powers. Um, it's just it's good. It's got I, Cheech. <laughs> Cheech. I consider it the B side to uh, Bull Durham. It's like the same, you know, uh, writer director and then Kevin Costner and just a different sport. Uh, so, I got you, uh, but I like it and uh, I respect the pick as a round five pick, Caleb, which means Spencer. You've got your last pick here in round five. What's your choice, man? Okay, I'm kind of looking at the list here. I got to do a little bit of a shift around, but um, I'm going to go with, you know what? I'm going to go with this one. I know this puts my movies kind of in a similar pack, but I'm going to go with a Christmas movie of 1996 starring my (laughs) all-time favorite actor and a movie that I can throw on any time of the year. It's always funny. And even though it's almost has like horrible moral values throughout the whole film when you really think about it. I just realized what the fuck this is. God damn it. (laughs) It's one of those ones that at the end of the day, there are so many good lines. There is great characters in it. And even if it's all about capitalism in America... Jingle All the Way is a great film. (laughs) It's turbo time. Cookie down! Now! (laughs) Jingle All the Way is the most round five pick ever, and I love it. So uh, that's fucking great. Awesome. Good, good on you. By the, I had to. I saw that. and I was like, I had it in there. I'm like, you know what? Jingle All the Way. If there's a movie that you can throw on, like. Anytime. It doesn't even have to be Christmas. It's funny. There's good stuff in it. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger's got tons of good lines. It's got, um, oh, what's his name from Pee Wee's uh, Playhouse uh, as the next door neighbor? He had oh, a horrible death. Oh, Sinbad. Wasn't um, Phil well, Hartman Sinbad. his next door neighbor? Or, Who? Wasn't Phil Hartman the. Uh, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 Hartman. yeah. Phil Hartman was. It's like, your wife's cookies are out of this world. (laughs) (laughs) Who told you you can eat my cookies? No! Put that cookie down! Now! Oh, man. We're uh, we're definitely going to be doing an Arnold uh, fantasy movie draft later this year. We love him so much. So, uh, great pick, Spencer, with your last pick. Jingle all the way, which means duty. You've got your last pick of the draft here in round five. What's your choice, man? It's... It's my last pick. I've got a couple that I that I could go with, but uh, for for those of you familiar with with myself and the show, you know all that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna skip on this just for a couple of laughs. That is 1996, starring Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, <laughs> nice. Michael Keaton. It's multiplicity. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Also, a very round five pick. What? Why? Why is multiplicity so important to you, Duty? Uh, this I remember watching it as I would have been well when it came out four, and then it popped up on on TV. You know, when I was a teenager, telling all my mates to watch it. It's a great film, and they all came to school the next day and nearly beat the shit out of me because they're like, "That was the worst two hours of my life." <laughs> no, um, but when you think about it, it's it's it's. Wouldn't we all do that if we had the ability to clone ourselves? Wouldn't we have one that does the house chores, that goes to work for us, and then that does random chores as needed? We'd all do that. So you know, yeah. one of them would be Batman. One of them would be the Spider Man movie. You know? <laughs> oh man, one of them would be making McDonald's. I I respect Michael Keaton in that role. Like he really goes for it. Like I don't think he really like lands it. You know, all the time with all his different things going on. But uh, I mean, he's got. Amy McDowell's in that, right? That was that was Amy McDowell. Yeah, yeah yes, love her. She's always she's always great. But uh, I think it's an underrated one, man. I I, I remember it. And I loved it. So uh, multiplicity off the board from Duty with his last pick, uh, which means we've got the <laughs> off the board. What are you going to pick now? <laughs> we've got we've right. got we've got one more pick left in the entire draft, and it goes to Joe. Joe, no pressure. How are you going to end things up with your final pick? No pressure. I've got to go with a uh, a sports movie from 1996, um, starring the great Woody Harrelson and Bill Murray, and one of my favorite performances by Lynn Shay, and that is Kingpin. And if you've never taken the time to see Kingpin, 
Um, yes. It's the Fairley Brothers at their at their best. I mean, you could argue some of their other work, but uh, just Bill Murray and Woody Harrelson, their interactions. But really, I've never the image of Lynn Shay in the backseat of that car has been burned into my brain, <laughs> and it will never leave me. And I still do that to people to this day. Anyone who's in on the joke, I still do that. Like, oh, you want to pay your rent? All right, let's do it. Uh, but I think it's it's after you've seen it, it's it's one of those little underrated gems that maybe people have missed over the years. But it's something you can go back to. It stands the test of time, and it's hilarious from start to finish. You will you will belly laugh at this movie. I guarantee it. So Kingpin is my number five pick. Uh, amazing, nice. a, a, amazing hair in that movie uh, between the best. Woody Harrelson's <laughs> hair, Bill Murray's hair, especially towards the end there. Uh, Randy Quaid before he went crazy, mm-hmm. of course. Um, so question to you, Joe, this is a movie that came up in our sports movie draft and it was wrapped up in a controversy. Kingpin sports movie or not a sports movie? I say definitely. I mean, it revolves around a sport okay. like the, the whole movie and, and it is a professional sport. Somebody might argue it's not, but it is a sport that people play professionally and so the fact that that is at the center of the plot, I believe, makes it a sports movie. Okay, follow-up question. It's, it's more of a sports it's movie like than the big fucking Lebowski Big Lebowski. That yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Follow-up question. Yeah, is big Lebowski is the... a sports movie. If the no. lead character plays the sport, it's a sports movie. Oh, come on. No, it is not <laughs> oh, a sports well, movie. Independence Day is a sports movie because he was secretly a swimmer. So multiple I, sports scenes in it. That's uh, true, but you know that's more like it's like a side dish of the film. Yeah, it's it's a hobby. It doesn't revolve around bowling, like Shane said. The public voted, and they 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 voted unanimously unanimously by not voting him that it's not a sports movie. <laughs> the Big Lebowski. So, but Kingpin that's, is. It's like saying and Jurassic it's underrated, Park is a math movie. It's an underrated classic. We had <laughs> that's what, we had so many of those. Like that's like saying this is a this. It was really hilarious. So, uh, but uh, Kingpin is an amazing uh, Frelly Brothers movie. I, obviously, I love Dumb and Dumber, and Kingpin is not talked about enough. But it's 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 lots of laughs. That's a, that's an amazing movie. So, Joe, great pick. Space to end. Space up. Jam is my favorite Space baseball Jam. movie. So we're, so we'll get to some honorable mentions. Let me read out the board so everybody knows what we're working with in terms of the teams. Uh, Caleb has Independence Day, Sling Blade, The Birdcage, Twister, and Tin Cup. Spencer has Space Jam, Ghost in the Darkness, From Dust Till Dawn, Beavis and Butthead, Do America, and Jingle All the Way. Duty has The Rock, Happy Gilmore, Mission Impossible, The Frighteners, and Multiplicity. And Joe has... Fargo, Scream, Mars Attacks, Don't Be a Menace while Don't Be a Menace to Society while drinking your juice in the hood. And uh, I can't even remember the whole fucking title. I can't. It's so long. I, it, I had to put just so everybody knows. Don't be a menace. Dot dot dot. Because I obviously can't write the whole title down. But everyone, everyone who's seen the movie, that's what everybody calls it as shorthand. But uh, and uh, Kingpin was Joe's last pick. So. Uh, what does everybody think of their chances, other people's lists? What, what, what are thoughts? I think it was a good year I, I for movies. I got this in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I want Moxie. Uh, well, let's see here. Just uh, just mail my trophy to me. I've <laughs> <laughs> um, just personally just looking at the list. I, obviously, I didn't draft, but uh, Joe's got two of my favorite movies of all time uh, up top. And then some really underrated classics in my eyes later in this list. So I would give the overall edge to him, but the right behind everybody else is kind of on the same plane. So I think it's it's an overall balanced list from yeah, pretty much everyone. So uh, let's talk honorable. Yeah, there's some good shit. Let's this talk year. some honorable mentions, guys. Let me throw out a couple Wait. that really surprised me that you guys didn't get to. Uh, Chrissy obviously would kill me, murder me if I didn't mention that no one picked Jerry Maguire. In 1996, right? Uh, well, I almost thought that was what the last a, one was a couple ones to, that I like love. A sports movie. <laughs> uh, I, I, I was like, oh, it's not Jerry Maguire. It's like then I heard like the you know the bowling. It's like okay, whoops, not that one. <laughs> so uh, different tastes, of course, everyone. But a couple ones that I loved in '96 were Swingers, uh, The Long Kiss Goodnight, um, Fear. Everyone, everyone knows my love of Fear. We just talked about it last Marky week. Mark. With Marky Mark, and Reese, Reese Witherspoon, Alyssa Milano, uh, Here's great. Broken Arrow, uh, one of my favorite John Travolta roles. Um, 
that thing you do is, is a movie we've mentioned before. And Executive Decision, I think, is bonkers. I love that movie. So uh, what what are other ones uh, that maybe topped you guys' list and didn't, didn't make your list? Well, you know what I was surprised that nobody chose was Train Spotting. Ooh, that Ooh. is a good one. Yeah, that's a great one. I was kind of waiting for that the whole time. I kept looking at it on my list. I'm like, you know, I'm probably not going to choose this, but I'm surprised nobody else went with that one. I uh, I only put movies that I've seen, so I, I left such like yeah, Train Spotting and Fargo and stuff like that off the list. You haven't seen Train Spotting yet, <laughs> no. Duty Duty. What was your total before you started? You I know you were. Close. I, I had twenty. I had twenty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's seen twenty movies, so I had like thirty six, just for no reason at all. <laughs> I I I, yeah, just I got had 20. thirty. Uh, twenty one, I think, was my total. Oh man, uh, let's see what else. Um, I was looking at stuff like uh, the Cable Guy, a time Nutty to Professor. Kill, Nutty Professor is a big Nutty one. Professor. Yeah, <laughs> um, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, The Craft. I, I I almost said that for my number five. I was looking at that the whole time. I'm like, should I say The Craft? That's a great such a movie good one. Too. I, I would have been one. okay with it. Uh, Sleepers, up, uh, Daylight with Stallone. Uh, oh yeah, where they're oh, trapped yeah, yeah. in the tunnel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shout shout out to a movie that's still on our to do list on our podcast, Biodome from nineteen ninety seven. Oh, that's a great movie. Biodome is on I, my I list. I had that on my list. I wanted to say that one. I'm like, because I love Biodome. I don't care what um, people say. To but, me, that that was a great movie <laughs> in a stupid way. Uh, jo- Bat- Joe's apartment. Joe's apartment. That, that defined the nineties. Yeah, uh, Joe's apartment. Yeah. Man, MTV starting to make movies. The, the first MTV movie. Had, yeah. I, I even like uh, Escape from L.A., uh, Bound. I almost wanted to say that, too, because I love that movie a lot, too. Uh, I actually I'm with like you Escape there. from L.A. more in New York. That's my ball. I love L.A. Statement. Bruce Campbell is so good in L.A. Oh, so good in Escape what, from L.A. It, is a, it's, it was like uh, you watch it today. It's kind of some, there's some scary parallels going on in Escape from L.A. Right. <laughs> I know I live in L.A., and, and I, maybe I have a little bit of anxiety because they say an earthquake is going to swallow us into the earth anytime soon. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, it's uh, it was 1996 was a great year for film. Like, the, like I said, there were a lot of really, really good to okay movies that were in that like you know backup slot. Not a lot of masterpieces, but uh, a lot of good ones. So check out all the ones we we mentioned tonight. But um, overall, I just want to thank all four of you gentlemen for joining me tonight. Uh, again, this was your first time. This was uh, uh, popping your cherries on the draft, but I think you all Very did. Gentle. Admirably, I, I think there were no no huge slip ups like we sometimes have here in the draft. So um, thanks again. So let's go down the list so we can f- know where to find all you gentlemen online. Caleb, Podfix Network, bro, with Netflix and Swill. Where can we find you and your podcast, sir? At netflixandswill.com. That's uh, with the letter N, not and. Shout out to your boy Dan, by the way. Uh, oh, yeah. So, uh, dude, thanks for joining me, man. And then, uh, I want to get you back on the podcast again. You're, you're a great drafter. I like your list. Um, and thanks for joining me, dude, Spencer. You're, yeah, thank you. It's you're, fun. you're, you're up next. Where can we find you and awesome. your, your podcast there? Okay. I'm going to give a couple of little shout outs here. Okay. You could just find the old man orange podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, pretty much anything out there. Uh, you could go to oldmanorange.com. That's a simple way to do it. I also get, I also make a comic book called Pizza Boys. That's Pizza Boys with a Z, like Boys in the Hood. And you can find that on Amazon and Comixology. And then I want to say, if you're going to do an Arnold Schwarzenegger draft, I want to be here for that. And I also got. Another podcast that you should grab, too, they're called the Arnold Radio News, and they're the official Arnold Schwarzenegger fan club podcast, so. <laughs> nice. nice. Th- those guys are great. They know Arnold Schwarzenegger better than anybody, so. N- nice. Like, I think I know quite a bit, but a couple of those guys, oh, they'll get anything down. <laughs> yeah, uh, Arnold. both Arnold and uh, Nicolas Cage are on our Mount Rushmore of our podcast, so uh, the, both of those are, are hopefully in the works later on this year in terms of the draft, so. Spencer, it was great having you, sir. Thanks for joining me uh, tonight, and, and good luck with your list, by the way. Uh, Duty, you're up uh, in the third spot. Where can we find you and Shaken Not Nerd online, sir? Uh, you can find us on iTunes, uh, Spotify, Podbean, uh, as well as your, your standard Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And um, yeah, it's just Shaken Not Nerd. We talk about movies, video games, comic books, and uh, sometimes collectibles. <laughs> Awesome, awesome, and like I said uh, at the top of the show, uh, Duty was on my show with his lovely wife Mon. What do we talk about, Duty? 
I keep forgetting. What do we talk about? Uh, we did we did Shaun of the Dead and American Werewolf in London. Yes. Um, no, yeah, what a great episode! Yeah. Two two amazing yeah. uh, movies with 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 a, a amazing couple that I was very happy to meet uh, in the flesh. Duty, love you, man. Nice to have you on the draft, sir. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, which 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 leads us to our 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 man in the four spot. It's my boy Joe from those movie guys, sir. Thank you for joining me tonight. Where can I find you and your awesome podcast online? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me on. It was a ton of fun. Uh, you can go to those movieguyspodcast.com. Uh, all the links to all the social medias are there. All the current episodes uh, are, are all the historic episodes are there. The current ones always on the homepage. I just threw a new one up. Um, cool. Every once in a while, I'll do some interviews. Had a chance to talk to uh, Terry McMinn, which was really neat. If you don't know, she was Pam from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So Pam on the meat hook. Uh, but we, yeah, lots of, lots of cool stuff. Um, but yeah, just a couple dudes. Uh, I'm one half of the show. Phil is my, my other host and we just like, you know, talk, our, our philosophy is every movie is somebody's favorite. So we try not to shit on things if we can help it, but yeah, just two dudes who love movies. Shout out I to like your the optimistic attitude. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to your boy, Phil. Shout out to your uh, lovely lady as well, dude. Uh, yes. Congrats on that, Sheena. Uh, she is uh, she's here this weekend. Yes, uh, I told her. I said I got to record late, but uh, yeah, definitely. Thank you. You guys met through uh, through podcasting, right? We did. Yeah the the power of podcasting. I bet you know this whole community is crazy. Uh, it's a beautiful community, man. If you're not listening to podcasts, check some out. Find something you like, even if it's not movie stuff, it's not nerd stuff. Just uh, find a podcast and dig it, man. Support the community because it really is just an amazing group of people. The power- I like how you say this on a podcast. <laughs> like right. you're speaking to people like we are listening. What do you, you think know. we're doing here? Right. It, excuse, excuse me, choir. Let me preach to you for a minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's I think we tend to get. I find my. I find myself no. getting getting stuck in my own rabbit holes where it's like I'll find only the things I like, and I, t- I like to try and branch out to at least one new show a week, even if it's something I don't really dig on. Just to and you know throw throw a comment out there or throw a review out there if you can't say hey you know these guys are doing all right. And so I say maybe broaden your horizons would be a better way to put it. And and check out some other shows. Nice, oh, yeah, I like man. that. It's the it's the power power love, man. It's great. <laughs> the power of love. The, the power of love. I love I love seeing a great couple uh meet over podcasting. That's awesome, sir. And and again, great to have you again tonight. Uh the another big thing, guys, if you're listening to this podcast, you need to go online and vote in our poll to pick who had the best team of five 1996 movies in your eyes. Uh, it's important. It'll be on Twitter. We'll also have uh, stuff on Facebook as well. But Twitter's the main one. And it's important because the person that wins this draft goes into our semifinals. So this is, like I said, the last year before the semifinals. In March, we're doing March Madness, which means the semifinals will be the year 1997 and the year 1998. There'll be four drafters in each of those uh, drafts. And uh, from each of those, two people would advance to the finals from each of uh, the sides there, just like March Madness. And then 1999 will be our final championship round. So uh, one of these guys will be in our 1998 draft in the semifinals. So the stakes are high. Go online and uh, choose your favorite. So um, and if, if you're good, if you're listening to this, of course, listen to our show. Uh, so I married a movie geek. Add us on. Uh, Apple Podcasts, we're on Podbean, SoundCloud, um, sometimes Stitcher, sometimes not. We're not really big with Stitcher because we're in a feud with them. Uh, <laughs> but uh, thanks for listening, guys. We, we appreciate it. Next week, we'll be back with a brand new episode. Chrissy will be back. It'll be super exciting. And we'll see you then. Thanks a lot. from the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.